power cord. Eric so and I have a problem. I bought a new power cord, so hopefully there's no issues. Was was that the problem last time? Yeah, the whole thing just died. Well, are you sure? The the actual problem was you touched something, and That's then after that it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always touch stuff though. It's just like I touch something, and then the power supply is like, nope. No, thank you. Not today, John Morrison. Not today. These things are. I feel weird. Like this is not right. The mic's supposed to be on the right side. Like this is oh. fucked up. <laughs> you wanna you wanna swap sides? Would it make you feel better? Oh lord. <laughs> but then we're not gonna be able to see your face in the video. Exactly. Oh, that's why. You, you know what you should do? You should take that picture of Eric holding that four foot stack of pancakes, <laughs> and you can just, just Photoshop just it. Just Photoshop it in. Right while he's changing his mic, we'll just change it to. That one. Broke his back and then drove home <laughs> from Georgia. Yeah. But out of commission, I was not. I was at work on Monday after out. that, actually. <laughs> Apparently, he was watching the fucking Star Wars last night. Out of commission, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So All right. that's the way this episode is going on. Huh? All right, you ready to get started, Chief? Oh, oh we not I, started already? No. I, I don't even know what the hell we're doing. I, no, Nobody we'll, knows what we're we'll doing. We'll figure it out. Ready? We, we Welcome to Bay Floor Discussions. <laughs> Eric Field, Brian Cole, John Morrison, Ed Pennell. going on guys. episode 15 15 a year later we're still talking to people this is insane are we talking to people or just to ourselves <laughs> well we have about right, well we're talking to ourselves and what, what did we find out there's something like 90 six. listeners but we're like it's all over the place did you see the Worldwide. text i sent like literally like people are listening <laughs> to us in germany new york Boston, they really Chicago. i did see that there was other places yeah. but. like i can't even believe people actually tune in from there I'd Somebody love to hear a comment from right. there. That's pretty cool, though. <laughs> Somebody accidentally clicked it. Or we have like some hackers that are just like bouncing VPNs. Yeah. You know. I want to <laughs> see, see John decipher some comments coming back from these places and have to sit on That's Google why and try to yeah, interpret Google, it. Google Translate. Right? <laughs> I'm sure nothing will be lost there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, is this guy flexing on us? Do we have to fly to Germany to fight some of these? Right. Just joking. Yikes. <laughs> Just joking, but the plane tickets are going to be bought. <laughs> this is going to happen. We'll start a Patreon. If We're you guys all first. donate, we'll fly to uh, Germany and find this guy. This one guy. Yeah, the Rem one remote guy. podcast. We're yeah. either going to buy him food or fight him. So <laughs> It's a VPN. He lives, Sausages for everybody. Right. He, he lives uh, way up north. He's a hermit. Right. Yeah. It's a solar panel that he <laughs> hooks into for power and... Right, some obscure like internet service provider that just uses a <laughs> server anywhere in the right. world. Yeah. Our podcast is the only thing that comes in on his channel. Right. Somebody that's actually tech savvy is listening to this. Like that's not how it works at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those guys are really idiots when it comes to IT. Right, yeah. they should be talking about fire things and not IT. <laughs> Not so episode idea. 15 and we've talked about three things and <laughs> we just keep circling back around so yeah we talked about yeah. training we upset some people try to stay positive talked about depression well actually tried to stay positive yeah it's like well let's talk about mental health 
<laughs> and how we all just, have issues with yeah, it. It's just a dumpster fire. Everyone's literally just. Oh, here us. we are on number fifteen, and we're trying to do a, a video too. I think we tried that once and just immediately axed it's, it. Now it, we're trying it yeah, again. No, I, it's I, probably gonna not be posted. Who knows? Like it, literally, it's a tiny little screen. The camera is meant for recording live music, and I'm I tried to focus on everybody, but reality. Probably everyone's cut out except for the chief and I, and the audio is not coming through. Who knows? So if I knock it over with my Gatorade Zero, we're done. It's probably done now. I'm going to send it. Shout out to I'm going to send it. Send it. Would you just look at it? Just look at it. (laughs) All right, Ed. So what are we talking about? How about your your new uh, bagpipe thing? How's that working out for you? My new bagpipe thing? Well, it's not really... Knew that you play bagpipes, but you're doing a lot more with it. Like you got I a am channel, and you're doing competitions and whatnot. Ed John's been I blowing am. hot air for a long time. Yeah, right? into this different bags me. and pipes. But. <laughs> I did. I signed up for the World Online Bagpipe Competition because they do them online now, thanks to COVID. <laughs> and it's uh, I I picked a song. So there's a list of songs you can play that they approve, and I, um, I picked a song that I've played before, and then I went to the company's website, and I literally bought their sheet, mu- sheet music, so I was like, I'll play it their way, so I'll get a better ranking. Wrong. Yeah, I messed up. <laughs> I done messed up. And then I, like, I gave myself 30 days to practice, and I'm like, I whatever, we'll see how it goes. Wing nice. it. Yeah, wing it, just like this podcast. We don't actually pre-plan <laughs> anything. It's just see how it goes. Sometimes that's the when the best comes out of us. Right. right. Yeah. So, Eric, what about your pancake challenge? Oh, this morning was rough. Did you win? <laughs> no, absolutely not. There's no way in hell one guy can eat nine-inch thick pancakes the size of a sewer cover. <laughs> it just ain't happening. It just ain't happening. It was... Oh, oh boy. That, that's us. Who's Are we going already? That? I guess I'm answering that. Yeah. All right. And pause. (laughs) It's all right, Ed. We'll wait. All right. You guys can talk. I can, uh, I should be able to multitask. I don't know if he actually paused it or if he just said that. No. No, but that's where he's going to delete it because we're going to go one, two, three, and And go. Yes. All right, Eric, tell us about the recent fool's training. Oh, the fool's training. The one I did over Freiburg? Yes. Well, we had, uh, I think, what was it, eight instructors plus the coordinator. We had uh, was spots for 30 students. We had 18 sign up. I think we had 12 total in the end. Um, it, was a, it was a good weekend. We did uh, firefighter survival on Saturday after a lecture on Friday night, and then Sunday was tying it all together into a little bit of writ rescue, and it was a good weekend. It was a great weekend. Oh, that's right, Brian. You were over there. Yeah. What did you think of the whole show? It was fantastic. I get so excited about training. I wish I wish I had this secret key or recipe to make sure. everybody feel excited about yeah. training again. Yeah, but those trainings, like, especially with the Fools and Eric bringing me along to different Fools trainings and events, it kind of reignites your passion. Like, they do an amazing job and get people motivated. Like, I attend them, and I want to come back, and I'm like, oh, I want to train. And it, it, it stinks when you come back, and everyone's like, no. That's yet. the hard part. Yeah. It's trying to get other people yeah. dragged in to get their spark up. Yeah. Like, the, the people that are going to these trainings are not the people that need to go to these trainings. Right. Right. 
Well, I mean, everybody needs to go to the trainings. But the I, trainings I, I know are good. What you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones well, you really want there are the ones that don't show up. So, I mean, that that's kind of like the vicious circle of things is that you have these trainings that people are required to go to, and then you have uh, instructors that are, quote unquote, required to do those trainings so that you have kind of a crappy training, which gives them a kind of crappy training experience, which kind of makes it so that they don't want to go to other training experiences. These guys were great, though. I mean, I, what's I think you said it a long time ago. It was like, if you're, if your instructor is more than 30 miles away, then they're expert yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it's just... The 50-mile rule. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it, it's just exciting. And, and to see other people have a passion for it and be willing to give up a weekend. I mean, a district chief coming up from Boston for the weekend. But that's know? the thing about the fools and is that that's what they do. They're they're not there just to be contracted to come teach somewhere. They're not coming in just to put on a program and leave. Like their goal is to train and to train and to train and to train more people. That's what they do. Right. So a fool's training, I think, is totally different than any other actual training you go to. Be just because the drive that they have is for a different goal. Right. right. They don't like you said. They're not there because they have to. They're there because they want to. Right, and you can definitely tell just from their passion. I mean, I think that's what it is. Is like Ed said, you get an instructor that has to teach a class, that passion's not there. I mean, mandatories are coming up. No one likes to attend mandatories. No one likes to teach mandatories. So you can actually pick up on that, you know, that feeling. Like, no one wants to be there. So it just, it's awful. But these guys wanted to be there. They're very passionate. The lead guy told us why he was passionate. I mean, his father died in the fire and they didn't have writ or mayday protocols back then and so he's very passionate about treating um teaching that stuff and that it's just a world of difference i would love to get i want to get them up in our area for a lecture they're just but, a phone call away yeah. we just get to figure out a topic have them come up and then get people to well, show up that's the frustration of being a train getting officer. people to show up you get all yeah. these people that say we want the training we want this we want that you put all the work together you bring it to the table and then people come up with excuses not to show up yeah, yeah. like i i've had a wicked feeling lately that i think this whole covid thing has made us a little bit lazy oh, when yeah. i say us no, i'm saying not, as a group not not a little bit a yeah, lot because i think if that was a lecture we could have filled the room 30, 40 people, but because it was a hands-on class, I felt like there was a lot of it. Which is the exact opposite of a few years ago where, where you, yeah. you know, if you said, hey, come sit in a classroom for hey, a I don't want to sit down with some no, guy talk. Right. I want to do something. Right. I mean, yeah. a few years ago, if you said, hey, we're, especially you guys had uh, an acquired structure, right? Yeah. If you, you told people, hey, we're going to knock some walls down, we're going to, to break some doors, we're going to break some windows, the place would be full, you know. Just that, short of just short yeah. of burning a building, you know, that's the best turnout you're gonna get. Yeah. yeah. Which is exactly what we thought was gonna happen that weekend and for some reason it just then unfold, which for myself and Rob, the Freiburg's training officer, it was a little frustrating to watch the roster fill up and peter out and fill up and peter out and then but even that, when we finally got there and it dwindled from eighteen down to twelve, there was one point where we broke for lunch and I happened to be talking to one of the captains over there while we were watching a student go through a wire pit. And I looked over, and everybody's out having lunch, and there were seven instructors with this one student just trying to help her through that obstacle and get her confident and cool and relaxed. And I was like, what other training are you going to go to? We have seven on one. Yeah. Seven yeah, instructors impressive. helping you. 
it's it's yeah just it was incredible so a, a wire pit if you're not aware is also referred to as an entanglement hazard and you basically need to crawl your way through and and get out of being entangled and all that stuff so one thing i thought was funny <laughs> about that because eric brought me along i was only able to attend a day and a half of it do the work the funny thing is is every writ class i've taught or been a part of i've always had to work the night before and i always never get any sleep so the last day i showed up was what was it two hours of sleep and i'm just like eric asked he's a couple times throughout the thing he's like are you okay i'm like yep trying to stay awake even the um the best mustache there guy mike he's yeah. sitting there he's like oh i've been there he's like i can tell i was like yeah this, this is rough well the other thing but we anyway, determined remember we determined but, it was also the extremes of weather too yeah because we did our writ class it was like 90 uh, yeah. degrees this and that one morning was, was like 22 yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that i liked is that their entanglement prop they said if you have these tools you can use them cut the wires no one had the tools that are pretty much a basic that are supposed to be a staple in your gear no one had wire cutters no one had webbing or if it they did surprised. they carry it and they don't use it like they had the yeah. opportunity to use it and they did not well, well i think a lot of people was throw one. their gear with that stuff and don't realize you have to reach it you know well, a yeah, lot that's of people what I was put stuff yeah. in places there was one there was one guy that went through it and they said you could use it but his arms were like this swimming and he had his wire cutters down, down in his pocket so there was no way he was going to reach them and that just goes to a point i mean they pointed it out at the end have it where you can reach it if your arms are stuck like this you're not going to be able to reach down by your legs have it in your pocket right and then communication is is important like so many people struggled with communication especially with an scba mask even with the voice amplifiers like the voice amplifiers helped a lot for the people that had them the other people were trying to like scream through a piece of plastic in air and it was it wasn't working yeah for those of you that don't don't know like when i said firefighter survival so the first day we had people going through the wire entanglement pit we had them you know doing their own air checks and getting trapped in places and bailing out windows and what else did we do we had all kinds of situations uh, where a firefighter might get into trouble to save themselves long lug out yeah yeah or two bump bump to the pump right smooth bump bump to the pump yeah um so finding your way out of disoriented areas and things like that and then the second day with the rip part the rapid intervention part is basically not only how you saved yourself but how you can save your partner or the other crew and get them out so not only are you going through the wire pit by yourself but you got to bring two or three other people with you through it that may be incapacitated so i mean it was a it was we covered a lot of stuff in two days you did and i i liked it I liked a lot of, uh, it was a mixed crowd too, because you had a lot of people who've been doing this for a while, and then you had a younger generation. You had some people that were like brand, brand new that went through it, and that was awesome. I don't think yeah. anybody expected climbing through those cabinets. No. That, no, was, that, was, that was cruel. That was funny. The fact that... Uh, Realistic, though. One of our neighboring uh, firefighters went through it, because he has broad shoulders, was amazing. He's a big man. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, Ed, he Ed, right you weren't there, too. but when we, when we went to Ed, set up, when we went to set up the stuff, we um, we found a closet that had a backing that was a wooden panel. So we got looking at it, and one of the instructors figured out that it was the backside of a kitchen cabinets. Yep. So we actually cut a hole through the closet wall and cleaned out all the shelves through the cabinets through, like, what, five sections of cabinets? Yeah. It was about like, seven, eight feet of cabinet. Yeah. 
And then when we had them coming in all disoriented and, and covered up with their mask, they had to go into the end of the cabinet, like following the hose to get out. Nice. And they found themselves going in a, like a three by three hole and climbing down through a set of kitchen cabinets to get out through a closet. It was pretty impressive yeah. to watch. Yeah, and every single did person it. did it. Yeah. Nice. Even the biggest dude. I was surprised. And, they and, thought skinny. <laughs> and he didn't have to decrease his profile. No. He managed to get through that, leaving his pack in place. Well, he decreased his profile, but he didn't have to remove anything. Right. Like he had to get right on his belly, y- yeah, and twist um, sideways. Um, but he didn't have to push, he had to push, it well, what push Brian, with his toes. Well, what Brian's saying is he had to manipulate his body, but he didn't have to change any of his gear, any of his Correct. protective yeah. stuff. Yeah. And is, he sailed right through it. Everybody did really well. It was a good yeah. weekend. It was. We had we had a pretty wild week for fires that week too. Oh, South Paris got hit hard. Yeah, Paris was pretty wild. Didn't. Didn't New Hampshire have a big fire that week, too? I don't. I'm oh, yes. That was because we talked about it. That was the one where the gentleman hung from the, the ladder and got burnt. Oh, in Manchester. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They had two. They had one this week, too, or the end of last week. Yeah. So, I mean, the last few weeks. They had, been... they, had two, they had two May Days in two weeks. We and to... what's crazy is we were just talking about at the end of day one, when we were wrapping up and we were doing like a round table outside and, and just talking and some of the instructors are like, you never know, you know, it could be your, it could be your buddy from, um, that you were at his kid's hockey tournament last weekend. You could have had dinner with him last night. You know, the, one of the instructors is from there and he was supposed to be on shift. And yeah. it, I mean, within less than three hours, after having that discussion, we're sitting there listening to it live. Right. So it's, it's, uh, it's real. Whether people want to believe it or not, it's real. Well, so. the two, and, and the, the two gentleman, fires we the, had in South Paris were within, within eye, you know, visual distance of their station, both of them. Yeah. Within 24 hours of each other, one was, in, one was to the right, one was to the left. About the same distance either way. Yeah, and, those, uh, those were tough too. They so. were... They were crazy fires that that were bad and could have gone a lot, a lot worse. Yep. There's been quite a few deadly fires this year, actually, thinking about it. In a short period of time. Yeah, there's... I, I, we started off the year, I, I think within the first three months, we had oh, five, five fatalities and fires, which for Maine, I mean... I, I, I haven't looked up to see what number we're at now, but I got to say we're probably around 10 or, or a little more, and that's, that's a lot for us. That's a lot, yeah. That's, we don't have a lot of fatal fires in Maine. I haven't looked so, at all the causes, but, I mean, we are getting to that time of year where people are doing more house maintenance. They're changing their heating options. They're, yeah. Like, this is the time of year normally our fires pick up just because it's getting cooler and people are doing things that they shouldn't do or turning on things that haven't been turned on for a long time. Yeah that really need a good cleaning like it's yeah this so is not a good time of year for us this is our P- busy season. psa clean your chimneys have your stuff serviced yeah it's it's don't try and fry a frozen turkey next oh, week yeah, please. <laughs> oh, yeah. thanksgiving's next if week you, so we can do a psa for that don't if you do up. do it outside yeah. right well i mean and you should fry your turkey outside defrost anyway. your turkey before dunking it yeah exactly <laughs> you know if you if you have to if you have to fry a turkey up, do it out in the parking lot where there's nothing else around you. Uh, it doesn't take... Wear an apron, have something to dunk it with. Oh, my gosh. I'm telling you, it's, it, 
Just go online and (laughs) search it on YouTube, and you can find all the bad things that happen. Maybe that will change your mind, and and you'll throw it in the oven. (laughs) And if you don't listen to us and do it, do not put water on it. No. No, Again, so. watch YouTube videos of that. <laughs> Just spend a day on YouTube looking up Thanksgiving fires. It'll be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if this video works, maybe I'll cut in a <laughs> video. Oh, yeah, there you here. go. Yeah. Chicago just did one. <clears throat> Chicago just did, uh, did a PSA with that So yeah. this week. So, uh, you know, we, we, didn't, we didn't produce it, but I'm sure they, they'd be okay if we, yeah. if we shared it. So Shout out all the way to Chicago. Hey, you know, wherever. Hey, I think we have a listener from Chicago. Hey. So. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't know. I'll see if I can post those stats. I hope it's one of the guys from the TV show. Oh, <laughs> my soap opera. Do you watch that? Chicago Fire? Yeah, that's oh, that's like the only fire show on right now that I do watch. There's another I, one out there that I, I can't even stand watching the ads for. I is it that I'm not that, even going to mention it, but yeah, it's that it, one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it's, any of those shows. Oh, oh. Uh, I used to like, um, what's that one where they cover the EMS down in New Orleans? Uh, oh, Night, what, not Night Watch? Night yeah. Watch? The know. only thing I didn't like about that is you could tell that some of their attitudes were, fa- I mean, maybe they're generally nice people, but if you've been in EMS long enough, you're not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> At least not for me. I mean, well, I'm yeah, sure. I, I think you're an exception. So. Oh, really? <laughs> I think out of all but, the shows out there, that Chicago Fire one is the closest. I'm not going to say one it's the, show the that, best, but it's closest to realistic. The one, I think quote, Emergency has it. Uh, Emergency, nothing ever is going to beat that. That's like the <laughs> yeah. OG. Right I think there. what killed me is all the stuff that pops up on Facebook of it's just the scenes that they screwed up on because I, I, I never watched the show. I don't, I don't even have, I think I have Amazon Prime for a streaming service. The only time I watch TV is when I'm actually here. And uh, so the only time I Good see to clips, know. the only time I see clips of these shows is like when somebody's calling out the the stuff that they miss yeah but it's so it, it killed it for me but most of them most of them i believe are about the one that brian was going to mention and i yeah, can't think right. of the name of it because i don't watch it but <laughs> it doesn't matter the one fire it's well, like the, the one that's on fox or whatever yeah, yeah. the one lose. whacker show that i really loved was rescue me that was that, an amazing show. That show that was good because it was very unedited and raw yeah, yeah. and a lot of it I've seen happen. <laughs> like people are like, "Well, it's a drama." <laughs> yeah. well, it's also just because I like Dennis Leary. But, yeah, uh-huh. it's like, well, I've, I've seen a lot of cast. those stories happen in real life. But yeah. whatever. It's yeah, it's a drama. <laughs> no, that was. I hate the. Uh, I don't watch uh, Chicago Fire. I think I've watched like half a clip, and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I don't watch the other one. Isn't I, I, it like I'll, Lone I'll admit Star it. It's, it's my soap opera. I do watch yeah. it. I will tell you that my wife gets pissed at me because we sit there and nitpick everything they do. <laughs> oh, <I know. laughs> Fireside, they're not too bad. There's a couple times where I'm like, really? And then I see some of their editing stuff that they didn't edit out right. I'm like, wait a minute. That's not yeah. good. Yep. The Love EMS that. side of things, though, my nurse practitioner wife rips them up <laughs> and spits them out. <laughs> Gretchen will do that. Oh. She'll tell me, did you watch this? No, I don't watch that. They just shocked a systole. I was like, well, it's dead. Why not? <laughs> like, no, we don't do that. Okay. But, so, you don't do that. But no, I, I mean, don't. <laughs> the problem is, the problem is that people think we do that. Yeah. I mean, we, we literally had a cardiac arrest this year and they were in asystole and their significant other was there and they said, why aren't you shocking them? I mean, there are people and, that still think we use paddles. Like, 
Clear. We did. I've seen it in person now. The new Lucas, the new Lucas tool that everybody's getting, which is awesome. Lucas tool is like a self compression thing, so we don't have to physically swap out people and do compressions on a patient. But when you hook that up, plus you do good breathing and this and that, all of a sudden the stats start coming up, and it's like, oh, this guy's doing good. No, he's been dead for half an hour. But because all this artificial stuff and the medicine that we push, it makes it look like that person's viable, and they're not. Like if we stopped. It makes gone. for a super weird but scene now, oh. too. I've been on a few with, with the Lucas, and it's, it, uh, like we were saying earlier, I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, like, everybody's standing, standing around. Yeah. Like, well, the very, uh, the very first one Ed's we had. like, I've just been replaced by a robot. Yeah, right. What do I do? <laughs> literally. literally the that, very, that's exactly it. The very right. first one we had, because I, I had some extra money left over, so we, we bought one. I didn't have enough to buy two. And uh, the first the first code we had... There were literally four paramedics, two EMTs, and an advanced. And there was one person doing airway, and everybody else was fighting to hand drugs to the medic who was pushing because we were just standing there. Which before it, that, it would take every single one of those people and some. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's it was it was I really. Just, it was awesome, but at the same time, it's like, what am I not? What am I missing? I'm not right. doing something that's exactly because so I'm not especially moving. as a as a basic, yeah. that's that's exactly how I feel because I'm yeah. like, uh, you know, I used to do compressions during this. Now, you know, how many times when we told people it, it takes what? What were we telling people before? It takes something like seven people to run a code yeah, so or something like that. You usually have three people for compressions, right? If yep. you're switching them out every. The two problem minutes, I'm just listening to this conversation. The problem I'm seeing is. Now I'm worried that people are going to stop showing up, and when the compre- when the well, Lucas oh. doesn't fit the oh, patient, yeah. oh, I don't yeah. think then that's ever going to happen though, because a, a code uh, in EMS is like a structure a fire for firefighters. You know, like a code yeah. people come out of the woodwork for that. I, I don't, but you could just never have enough hands, even never. if they're standing there ready. No. Right, you never have enough hands because then. So after the fact, I'm uh, I'm playing it back, and I'm going, well, you know what we we now have providers that can provide support for the family like we can we can have someone dedicated to them and if they have questions they can answer them and you know there's so many more things and pieces to the puzzle and we can still use the people um and we need to (laughs) we need the people that's an interesting point that's something that i've never seen a training offered on is like um how to emotional handle first yeah. aid i've yeah. seen a i've seen a few but they're rare and far between yeah i think it's called like a mer- uh, emotional um first aid or something like right. that i've seen a couple I think there's very little training yep. on how to handle you know they teach you it in your ems classes you know console the family well okay how i think that, <laughs> yeah i think that'd be a hard class for john uh, and i to teach as instructors because we don't have emotions so it's like <laughs> well that's what I how mean. can we like, teach it, it it's gonna be okay. No, no. Like, <laughs> like me in situations like that, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be out in the truck because I can tell you, I've, I've been to funerals for good friends, and I walk up to like family members, and my first, first impre- or first move, how's it going? <laughs> right. Bad. It happens. How, how are you, you doing know? today? Right? Doing fantastic. Nice seeing you here. Yeah. yeah, it happens. But and, and that. that's I mean, that's a great point too, Ed, is that um, it's like you don't know how to deal with those emotions. You're just right. looking because we've at never them and you're really, like, like we've I never said, really the, done the first that, thing though. to do is like, 
it's going to be okay. No, they just died. They don't want to hear it's going to be okay. Not. Do you think not the finger sanitizers are going to be good? Right. <laughs> yeah, it's it's it's. Or tough. there was one one provider on scene of a working code, and the family's freaking out, and I'm like, I can't believe this. That one provider is just awful at dealing with people, and he, he goes to the family. He goes, "Well, believe it. It's happening." Right. Oh. And it's just like. That's one throat. life. That's and then, like punch. Eric said, like we can't teach it because, like, we're gonna look at you and be like, "Why are you not bottling up your emotions and burying them down inside?" So you have that's a panic attack for later. Years. Right. right. Like literally, like I don't know how to deal with it. Like I was actually talking about this <laughs> oh, with one of my crying. partners the you're other day. Crying. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to deal with a grown person crying or a grown up yeah. crying because I'm just like. This is awkward. I like, do that right. home alone in my closet. Like you, yeah. you're supposed to wait till later to let <laughs> right. that out. It's like I grew up where you don't, especially men. It's like men, you're not supposed to cry, and then do they do it? And I know it's supposed to be natural, it's healthy, blah blah blah. But still, that almost 40 years yeah, of training I, of bottling it up, and awkward. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know. know what I, to do. I get aggravated with that too because <clears throat> that's something you see on Facebook and social media all the time. Oh, men, I mean, maybe told not to cry, you know. I never felt like I was told not to. It just it's just not programmed into right, me right. to you just do weren't that. Taught, it's, yeah. it's not like you learn not like I'm example. a badass and I'm trying to not do this, but it's just it's awkward, you know. <laughs> Whenever you see someone else cry or someone else in distress, first thought is how do I fix it? And right. then when you can't fix it, it's how again, do I get what, out of this? What do I do with my hands? <laughs> See, I and I use it as a safety mechanism because normally when I start crying, they stop hitting me. <laughs> <laughs> Love is not supposed to hurt. When you curl yeah. up in the fetal position and start bawling, normally they start to back off. I need right. to stop. I was going to say, blink twice if it's your wife. <laughs> Are you safe at home? Well, there's a video, so I mean, it doesn't yeah, really matter. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like those no. TikTok videos where they, I've, I was watching one the other day where it's like, you know, tap your nose if you feel safe at home and the wife's out front and he's filming it and he's just like, no, I love my wife. I'm perfectly... And then he goes like that and the wife yanks and it shows that he's like shamed <laughs> to something. <laughs> That's what I just pictured uh, you and Anita. Yeah, I'm just joking, Anita. I love you. Yeah. Please don't hurt me. Right. That's a time where somebody asks you that question and you shake your head no. Yeah. yeah. No. Up no. and down. Yeah. Well, yeah, you're right. You should uh, probably look into that. Yeah, um, class. That's really. It's like, not a bad idea to be honest with you. I suppose I should write that down. Yeah. I'm going to lose this paper. Yeah, after yeah we need to find out something that has emotions that could teach that. <laughs> Maybe. Um, Who's a big crier that we know? Well, well, the I funny can... thing is, is like, so, like we talked about in the past, is like I've got my bachelor's degree in psychology. Like I can, I kind of understand why people are doing what. I just don't know how to fix it. I don't know <laughs> and how to I just it. like really. It's like that awkward thing where somebody starts crying and I just want to back away. Slowly. It's like, yeah, I understand. It's where you give them that weird, awkward tap on the back. Like, it'll be okay. Yeah, right. Well, just like we were just saying, we've had all this training. Well, you don't want to give them a big hug because then it's a whole nother training you need to take. On on doing these these physical tasks, um, how to put out fires, how to save ourselves, how to save other people. And then you kind of forget about that human element, you know, going back to those fires we had a few weeks ago, we have people that lost family members or at the very least lost an entire house. So now you've got people sitting on the sidelines watching their house burn. Somebody has to handle that. You know, that's, that's a completely separate thing that a lot of times I think gets completely lost. I, I know, again, that I, I haven't done any training that makes me feel useful. Well, we stand over and 
hold their hands? What do you do? You know, we've we've uh, we've kind of identified that there's we've developed a short shortcoming in our training. Like we've over the past decade, two decades, we've trained hard on fighting fires, running EMS calls, working codes, and we failed at dealing with the psychological and emotional aspects of it, both with the patient's family or family members or victims and with ourselves. And then look, we're kind of paying for that now with the increased suicide rate, alcoholism, drug abuse, all that. Well, the three things that we mostly drive for is life safety, what is the what are the two protection in order property. protection property and environmental protection no, we don't uh, think about the people yeah. life safety property conservation incident stabilization yeah and then, yeah but and nowhere in there you is threw the another finger out victims. there what was the fourth I, one? I can't remember that was <laughs> that's probably the environmental crap oh crap let's uh, abort <laughs> we're the worst you're an instructor ever, yeah. <laughs> listen i i work in a rural community where we're struggling to hit the top three if i hit the top three then i have time to google it normally shit. i have a slide i can look up at and refresh <laughs> right let's, all right let's so shoot for one and two and then we'll uh, three and four are gravy that's yeah. what we always <laughs> what we always say when we're doing that instructor class is if you don't know admit that you don't know i don't know <laughs> i literally we, we honestly get stuck at one and two right it's life it. safety and property constant number one uh, is the most important as long as you remember that you're good yeah you're yeah. good you don't have to go past number one we're literally <laughs> calling you know third alarms just to stabilize the incident because yeah. we don't have enough water we don't have enough manpower we have all the trucks in the world we yeah. just don't have people to drive them yeah so in reality, I don't get past two. <laughs> so three, I know what three is. Four, I haven't been there. <laughs> let me if you if you've been there, let me know what it is and how it feels. Yeah, <laughs> I need shoot, a hug. Shoot John a message. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean we carry knows, like so um, in, in West Paris, we have some stuffed animals for kids when things go yeah. bad. I'm glad he said for kids. Uh, I mean, I John, that was for John, Edward. He's John on a rough day. <laughs> Maybe. When he's in that truck, he's cuddling it. Uh, and seat. We started, I, I have uh, a dirty story, actually. Oh, geez. Should no. I tell it? Uh, we started uh, no. moving right along. Does it we involve started, a mud puddle? <laughs> <laughs> we started carrying, um, or not carrying, we have them at the station, just some bags of uh, clothes. You yeah. know, like when people would bring stuff to Goodwill instead of that, we keep a couple different sets of different <laughs> sizes, men's and women's clothes. Uh, again, in case... If somebody loses their entire life when a house burns and they don't have anything anymore, at least give them a change of clothes and something to get them through the night until they figure out what they're doing or we figure out what we can do for them. Uh, and that's just within the last couple of years. And again, that doesn't really address the most emotional side of things. That's strictly a uh, like monetary, you know, items here's here is an item to make you feel better because we right. don't know how right. else to handle this right but even that can go a long way to right. show that you yeah. care to show that you uh i mean we had i actually had a patient th thank me and almost tried to felt like he was trying to hug me until i stuck out my hand and kind of backed <laughs> away but like we brought him in he had a seizure not a history of seizures we had no idea what was wrong with him he was just like postictal, combative. We had airway issues, so basically that's what we did to the hospital. He finally gets better, and we're transporting like our fourth patient to the hospital, and he's standing in the parking lot, and we had cut off all his clothes and like a Johnny in scrubs waiting for a ride. And my partner and I decided we're like, well, we'll just give him a ride back to the house. 
and just not tell anybody. And like, he was so thankful for that. And then when he found out that we treated him because he was completely out of it, he was even, you know, he started almost like tearing up and went to do this. And I'm like, oh yeah, not a problem, sir. Yeah, <laughs> great. But like, it's those little things that make a difference. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes. We, uh... <laughs> so we we forgot there was a camera. Like, <laughs> we did by we, did. yeah, exactly. <laughs> by we, the uh, chief forgot, yeah, there, was I a forgot there was a camera. There's going to be yeah. some so, editing involved, John. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not editing. Crap. <laughs> uh, it's been a little while. Since <laughs> it's been a while. Right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's something with. So uh, Ed's going to work on emotional training and. Emotional uh, first aid. I, I think that's a fantastic idea. Yeah. You know, who it's a great out. idea. I no, wish someone else would run with it. <laughs> uh, reach out. He was a guest previously on uh, this. Um, Steve Plimpton. He's very passionate about that, right? This. The, yeah, the, I understand that. Maybe I can yeah. get you in touch with old old Plimpmeister. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I, I mean, we've talked about. I could reach out to the trauma intervention program. The emotional. Too part of it as us as providers and firefighters but um yeah i wouldn't even know where to begin who to talk to for so teaching people well through eap i can get you right uh, the phone touch with right somebody if you need to talk to somebody oh, okay when you gotcha. find somebody for spousal abuse please <laughs> slide, you know just slide that on let the john know to let his friends know yes yeah. please yeah. <laughs> whatever you do do not let my wife know Hey, so um, I guess just to wrap this section up, um, we do have a resource to us, which is the Trauma Intervention Program, um, and they are, they are a group of volunteers who have been through specialized training to help people through traumatic events. Okay. Um, and <clears throat> primarily they've been in the, in the metro area of the county. Um, the sheriff's office now has um, some volunteers who have been through the training. So we do have... We do have some resources here that we can that we can call upon, um, that that will respond to an incident if we need. So, um, that's we do have that. But I think right. it'd be I think, I think it'd be great for right. us to actually have something as well. Right for, for sure. that initial response type yep. of thing. Yep. Yeah, kind of like the I can tell you that was a, a, version a, a cement of, shoes yeah. moment for me at yeah. one of those fires. I, like I don't I don't know what to do right now. Yeah. <laughs> And it's uh, not your fault either that you don't know. I mean, it's just we've never we've never. It was I never mean, covered. In it's never been a focus. Yeah, it, no. it's, it's never been a thing that. Like I said, I, I remember I remember the line uh, console family, and it's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Sorry, we're heading out to get lunch. Yeah, and that's the yeah, other thing. As know, firefighters, it's... we look at the fire, and it's like you know, once the fire is over, everybody's you know high fiving and whatever. And we, that's actually been a, a topic of discussion a few times now. It's like, guys, th you did your job and we enjoy our jobs. That's why we do it. But somebody's just had the worst day of their life. Oh, and get away. Don't, don't, I, there should be no, you know, as, as dumb as it sounds, there should be no laughing, no, no ha ha no really like telling stories. When you're standing in front of an there emergency was, scene, that's a problem. So we had we had a fire. We had a bunch of mutual aid companies. There was an out-of-town agency that came in, and they had someone take a picture. And you didn't think I didn't hear about that. Right. I, I was doing some serious apologizing for another agency for the insensitivity that... 
and it wasn't it, it wasn't anything egregious. Right. I mean, they were grabbing they were grabbing a picture of their guys at the fire, but that was just so offensive to those fire victims, and I understand that. Right. So, exactly, you're exactly right. Like, you, you take a second, to, yeah, take, take a, a step back and, and remember where you are, and think about what you're going to do and what those ramifications might Go be. Go back to the station, tell your war stories, and have mm-hmm. a good time. But standing out front with victims and patients yep. looking at you, not not good. Not good. It's not all. good. But also, I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat it for those people out there. They also have to realize this is our job. Right. right. And just like at your job, when you do a good job, you get just excited when you get yeah. something completed, especially when it's hard work. This is going to be a happy medium. Well, I'm not saying it's absolutely no, right mean, or be, or wrong. I'm just saying that there's going to be give and take on both sides, just a little bit. It's it's essential for our history. You know, that's, that's well. I mean, also that's who well, we no, are. Like it's you our said. mentality, like because right. we have to pack up from that and come back to the station prepared to do one five minutes later right. and right. do it all well, over again. We'll we'll go full circle with this. Yeah. It's it's a coping mechanism a lot of times. It, that's what I'm getting. You're at. you're super uncomfortable. You've just done something. You know, maybe you did have to go into a burning building. It doesn't happen often. You know, that's kind of the the uh, heroic side of things that doesn't often happen. But maybe you did. Maybe you went in a place and you had the full potential of following three stories. Maybe you went up on a roof. Sometimes you get off the ladder and you have to giggle a little bit because that right. was sketchy. That's a form of denial. Man. You're yeah. like, I just almost died. Ha, huh? hey, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's right. what we're kind of getting at. So yeah. if you're out there listening and you're in one of these situations where we come to help you or your family or whatever, it's not personal. If you see us laughing or joking or even any of that stuff, even smiling at each other, it's not directed towards you. It's not personal. It's absolutely nothing to do with the situation in hand for your aspect. But if we're interchanging between members, it's for us to get through what we're getting through. Because some of the stuff we do is gnarly. It's not for everybody. These uh, these bigger fires, too, call in uh, neighboring departments from a ways away. And these are... The people we trained with, the people we learned from, and uh, maybe we haven't seen them for a while. And that's, right. again, oh, yeah. how, you, how you cope with things is you share your experience with these people. And, you know, sometimes that's exciting. And well, it's kind of like going to a family reunion. Sometimes you crack a joke and have a hug with that guy you haven't seen in well, that, three months. Well, I was just going to say that, you know. I mean, some of, these, some of your friends, you don't get to see that often. And when they show up at a fire, you're... you're Smiling at them, you're shaking yeah. their hand, you're saying, how you doing, brother? And it's not because we're excited that we have to right. deal with that emergency. It's because we saw our brother. Because right. we saw our brother. Yeah. So that's, you know, just to, just to keep a 360 view on it. What? We're at, <laughs> we're at 45.59. Well, that's yeah. not real, because I, I always push record to get the juicy stuff to right. save for my blackmail right, file. Sure we <laughs> so we're probably yeah, around, I don't know, 30, 35. Oh, so we still got another 45. <laughs> so we still got hours of talking. Right. right? Well, um, I think that was good, but I, yeah. you know. But where are we going to go else? from here? What what's, else are we going to talk next? about? So what about uh, your Rob DeChambeau's? Why does it keep coming back to me? <laughs> uh, <laughs> regional training quarterly meeting type of things. Oh, the the stuff that you Actually, were starting off with? You're the one that sent the yeah, email. Yeah, that was you. So I sent the email for Rob. It was Rob's idea. I'm not you sent the email. Right. Okay, before you ask me that question, did you get my reply when I said I'd think about it? No. Yeah, that's that was my reply. <laughs> I never got your email. When you asked me to be part of this, 
So he, you probably sent it. He probably you sent it to the CF. I didn't send anything email. to anybody. So what happened it. was there was a push for the region training officers or chiefs that are in charge of training to start talking to one to not one another and like maybe meet once a month or every other month or whatever. And it was asked if I would be interested. And it was a conversation I've had a zillion times. So I was a smart person and just said, yeah, I'll think about it. <laughs> And I haven't heard anything since the email. And apparently oh. they never received my email. So Yeah. I, Actually, never I, don't, I don't remember seeing your email. I don't, I don't either. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a great idea. I think it's, a, I, I think th- it's a good idea. I, I think, think it's a great idea. We got, um, we got everyone. Everyone responded saying that they would be interested except for one department. And I still haven't been able to get a hold of them. Or I don't know what email it's going to. We'll talk about who that department is yeah. after the podcast is over. So... It sounds like it's going to be it's going to move forward, yeah. and I think uh, I think it's a great idea, especially for holding larger trainings. Because like I reached out to um, one, two, three, four, five departments, and six departments. I don't know, and like most of them responded except for one. Responding is so, one thing. Let's see if we can get them in the same room together. Well, that well, yeah, ha- that's five, six different schedules too. Yeah. But we'll see how it works. I mean, we could always do it Zoom, thanks to COVID. We now have the Zoom. We definitely have to do something because it's definitely an issue in our area with low um, turnout. Turnout. Yep. And if we got to work with a couple of the departments to bring our turnout up to get some good training going, that's the way we need to go. Even if we just get together like once or twice a year. And we keep talking about it. Nowadays, we're all working together anyway, so it's it's beneficial across the board. What you need to do, and I found this with some of the groups that I'm with, um, you have to keep that topic alive. You have to keep talking because it will just drop. Yeah. You know, like it, there's, there's a couple regional projects that I'm working on and um, I send an email once a week just to touch base with the group to keep the, keep the talk going. alive yeah. and keep the momentum going. So that was, that was, uh, oh, that was Sunday, was it Sunday night? After the train that you sent that? Yes. So, you know, send another one. Yep. Hey, just touching base. I yeah. know we, we talked about it because that's, that's one of the things. We, look, we're all busy. We're all going in 17 different directions at 100 miles an hour. Oh, we me, just me to, personally, with my know. trade job, I'm getting into the worst season for me. Speaking yeah. of which, and I'm, are you on call today? I am. Do you have your other phone? Oh, yeah, okay. right there. Oh, I didn't see it. <laughs> Thanks for worrying about me, Chief. I, no. I, I yeah, no, I am on call this weekend. Um, and this is the time of year where I am on call seven days a week yep. for the next couple months because that's what I do. That's me for so, 365 days. After taking, after taking a class myself and putting on a couple of big programs for the region, I personally plan on putting the brakes on for a couple months, yep. taking care of some stuff at home, and then I got a big project in the spring. I'm looking to do that bridge class. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I've got to reevaluate where I'm going from there. Okay. But we definitely, we definitely need to get a group together and see how we're going to fix things. Yeah. Improve things. Improve. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Whatever you say. Yeah. However you <laughs> fix, fix call it. is a, is a big word. Yeah. 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 Improve. Better. It's one thing we've learned. Organize is that, that uh, verbiage is an issue in this this you, career path. You mean terms? Terms. Ver- verbiage, terms, <laughs> terms Those and conditions. words, yeah. damn words. 
you say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person, it's, it's going to go south. Yeah. And here we are, just blabbering into these mics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I'm sure this episode will upset somebody. Yeah. I'll just send them your way to get a hug. Sure. Open, open for hugs. Well, speaking, of, well, we're kind of rotating that. I, I'm gonna finish up my class. I am behind. I had some issues. I need to tie some loose ends up, which is my goal this afternoon and tomorrow. Did I you have ever to lock hear it down. Back from that college? No, I have not. That they, was why I was gonna ask you two fellows they where took, you're they at. They took my money and they contacted me, and then that's it. Yeah. They, they they've been very. They I, haven't contacted me at all. I so I don't want to say anything bad about this college because it's my first experience with them, but it seems very slow in their responses. Yeah, we're basically on there for time. some stuff. Yeah, they're not. I'm probably gonna have to file for another extension because I can't. I'm like three Didn't, projects left from my final of number two, but I can't complete number two until I test out for number one. But they keep dragging their feet. I believe, I believe, in, and you may want to double check, but I think that Mr. Graves said that we can take, we can take that course wherever and we can test out up there. Contact them, ask them. Is this I still believe, for the officer's class? Yeah. yeah. If you can, that would be a huge benefit. I'll, well, they've, us they've, waiting. they've literally put on a class with that college. Yeah, they just did yeah, so last week. So there's no reason we shouldn't be able to, right? I will call him next week. Hopefully he's in because it's a short week next week. But I'll, yeah. I'll call him and I'll, I'll find out. Because the answer is no. I haven't heard anything since fair time. So a month ago. Yeah. So basically what's, what's <laughs> happening is we've completed Fire Officer 1. We're in Fire Officer 2, but we can't complete 2 until we test out of 1. And I'm, so, I filed, so we're not talking all cryptic and people are going, yeah, and I, I filed as a proctor to oversee their test as an instructor, not affiliated with their department yeah. so that we can finish this process. And we, and, we went through a college outside of the state. So <laughs> testing has been kind of iffy, well, confu not iffy, but confusing on how the process works. Um, the university, we'll the out. university we used for the course is not the college that administers the test. Correct. Oh, it's kind of weird. So yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah oh. I guess it's a partnership between them. But yeah, gotcha. Yeah. So, yeah. And bec so because I am not an affiliate of this department, I filed as a what do they call it a um a proctor. A, uh, yeah, but there's two different types of proctors. There's a proctor that actually works in their state through their college, and then there's an outside proctor. Yeah, I don't remember the term. I can't yeah. remember the term for it, but basically it was. Yeah, those words again. Un untraditional, I think, is what they called it. An untraditional proctor, which means that you know somebody out of state can oversee following certain rules and regulations to right. process through the testing oh, cool. system. But we've all kind of been in limbo back and forth with you know me trying to become a proctor and them getting to the position where they can test, and it's just been a lot of delays and back and forth and. It's been an awesome class, though. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, I'm, I'm halfway done through my firing investigation report, and then I just have two more assignments after that. Have you done the essay yet? Essay? No. Uh, have you? I'm afraid to open it and see what it is. <laughs> no, I take it one assignment at a time. Yeah, I don't... I, well, I'll sometimes look ahead, but at this point, like, that fire investigation was a little more... Like, you know how they gave you, like, two lines to write your comments? Yeah. Like that has turned into four lines. I'm like, how am I supposed to put all that? Because it's, it asked me about like a pour pattern or something like yeah, that. Yeah. And I'm supposed to have literally two lines to respond to that. 
it, uh, it didn't make sense. So that's literally. So that's where we're at, Ed. Yeah. How's your classes going? I'm not taking any at the moment. I thought you were doing some college stuff or something. Yeah, I, um, I'm still technically enrolled for um, fire and safety engineering. But I kind of pumped the brakes on that because between that and teaching a few different classes and trying to be uh, an officer in West Paris and starting a new job, and it was it was too much. Um, and I realized that I was spreading myself too thin. You know, I, I was either failing assignments, missing assignments, or it just wasn't the work that I wanted to produce. And so that was that was that was a struggle for me. But I, I needed to admit that I took on too much. That was a topic that we talked about a while back too. It was. He I was didn't pay say, attention. Yeah. Though. Welcome <laughs> to the club. Yeah. No. It 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 was actually a really difficult. You know. Um, understanding for me to reach was that i i took too much did you feel a little defeated i f- so defeated yeah. and it, it, yeah. nobody makes you feel better about it either it's uh-huh. the worst part you have so many people that are like well you were supposed to do that you were supposed to do this why aren't you doing this anymore right i apologize ed i haven't had the proper training to console you <laughs> in this that's why i've asked you those questions no, but like <laughs> you're home for an hour and a half hey i saw you were home we had this thing going on why weren't you there because I haven't been home in three days. I'd like to right. see my house. <laughs> that is the worst. I pay a lot of you've money been, for this. But you've, been off, you've been off paintballing or something with your But it's all friends. about Yeah, it's all about their perspective. That's Like true. people yeah, will come to you and be like, hey, have you done this? <laughs> oh, no, I haven't had time. I've been doing blah, blah, blah. And then they'll be upset that you didn't do that one thing for them while you're trying to check off like 12 things. It happens to me all the time. Right. You just got to feel like, like I said, you need to public. Uh, public Publicly explain yourself. Yeah, but I'm trying to to post your friggin' uh, calendar and be like, this is what I have. See those three blocks that aren't colored in with something? Those are my free days, you know, of 30. (laughs) No, you you just got to learn not to care. Well, not care. that's That's pretty much where I had to come to the realization that Everybody's going to want, if you do something for somebody, they're going to want something more. It's right. like you give a mouse a cookie. And they're going it, to, and you got to be, they're going to expect more and more and more. And then they're going to get disappointed because you're focusing on other stuff for yourself that right. you couldn't do that for them. You've got to learn how to shut that off and then set boundaries because right. if not, people will take advantage of you. It so happens to yes, me all the Eric. time. I play paintball. That's yeah. my getaway. All right. Yeah. That's the I'm one. just saying that so while you were right. getting away, we've I, been taking classes. And, and that's okay. I allow myself to do. No. You, <laughs> need, to, you need to do that, yes, though. That's okay. I break my back on dirt bikes, and then I go <laughs> and shoot people. Yes, okay? but you got to understand that that's okay. With paintballs. With paintballs. With paintballs, yes. please. You Not can't feel guilty about that. Non-lethal. You can't feel guilty about that. I don't, Eric. <laughs> I didn't just give them a one finger wave and be like, you know what? If you want that report written or you want this done, why didn't you do it? Right. I'm not saying you shouldn't. Have. I'm just saying other some people have different priorities in life. That's all. <laughs> well, that's a, that's right. a what's whole next? other term. Right. <laughs> what's next? All right. Let's just make this awkward. What's next? <laughs> what, what's What's next for me? What's or next? General, what's our next topic? Our next where, topic? Where, where are we moving to? I don't know. It sounds like tones going off. We might go somewhere. 
Not ours. Somebody, I think that's our. our Can we talk about how people scanner? keep turning the radios down here and it makes no sense? Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, stop touching. Like, the why radios. are you turning down the radio? Like, your job is to respond to the tone. So why are you shutting off that tone? I feel like. Like, that's does a, it interrupt your day? I feel like Ed, <laughs> and I, Ed and I should have nothing to do with that. It's a question between you and Brian. Seems you're the bosses. I know. I'm gonna glue. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some gorilla didn't glue. We, didn't we take just, the knobs off of them at one point so people couldn't do that? They found them. <laughs> crafty little people no it's gonna be gorilla glue there's well, just gonna what, be a mound that's of what like fire service is problem solvers no matter what you do we're gonna fix it or oh i'm gonna solve the up. problem because there's gonna be speakers in each room yeah. and you're not gonna yeah. have access to a volume well right. i didn't ah, yeah. like i i just want to know i want to find out who's doing it and then i want to know the explanation is it because it was interrupting their sleep like <laughs> why turn it down that's what it's supposed to it's do it's too loud well you hear the tones and you leave so i don't I don't get it. It's silly. <laughs> All right, Ed. Because when you turn the radios down, John doesn't wake up the next shift, and then I have to go kick him, and he doesn't dress when he's sleeping, so I don't nope. want to be in there. <laughs> Did you just say your assistant chief sleeps naked when he's on shift? Allegedly. Ugh. <laughs> I feel like there's a policy against that or something. I do not If there sleep. isn't, there should be. Can you I write, do down, not sleep write naked. down this time? We need to cut this out. This is not, this is not good. It's not None good of this is getting cut out. None of it. I do not sleep naked. But if you enjoy way. sleeping with naked partners, sign up. <laughs> www.caskofire.org. Nope. Everybody has their own sleeping quarters. <laughs> there's no need to share beds, even though Ed wishes to share a bed. Right. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I got nothing. I'm out. We, we oh, made it uh, 15 episodes before Brian. Before we had to sign consensual I waivers. That's a lie. I think Brian's uh, called it quits a few times. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you asked where we went from here. That's where right. we went. Woo. Completely downhill, <laughs> off the cliff, hard, hard fiery mess. Note to self never ask him what's next. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and write that one down, John. <sighs> That was like uh, 56 minutes to one hour and just go one hour and four minutes. Yeah, I don't know. That's fine. Well, what's going on in the town of Casco? Anything good going on here? Oh, what's going on? Yeah, I've, uh, let's see. I wrote two new ordinances. The select board likes that. They'll uh, review those for, no um, one's for Knox Box access and uh, one is a cost recovery plan for fire responses. There you go. So. Those are the big things, uh, wrapping up our safety works inspection, and uh, which wasn't, it wasn't great, but it certainly wasn't terrible. So we always um, learn from those. Every time they you know, come in, they're doing something different. And it's I know, I know. We're always they're always going to find something with paperwork, um, and that's really what it was this time. So um, all of the all of the issues they identified, we've already corrected. So nice, um, not bad. Not bad. So uh, we're in a holding pattern for vehicles because nobody can get a vehicle anywhere. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're getting in a budget season here, like everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. I kick off next month ah. or two weeks, I guess. December. December is when we start. That's always a fun time of year. Yeah. So I know we had an issue with the ambulances uh, when we. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about, you know, you're talking about you can't get new apparatus. As far as maintenance for 
the fire trucks? You're running into that same issue. Are you having problems getting parts? Uh, some parts. Yeah. Um, but they're all. It's all supply chain. It's all you right. know. Everybody points their finger at somebody else. You know. It's. I guess that's kind of what I'm getting at. It's, like, uh, you know, how how much can we bubblegum things and and get away with it? And because we can't replace things. Um, well, we're not we're not in a in a super bad spot, right? Uh, as far as equipment, I think we're we're really fortunate for what we have. Um, and most of the stuff is little. Yeah, it's inconvenient. You know, the door, the interior door handle on one of the engines broke, and we were waiting what, five weeks. weren't we weren't you on that call where I pulled in? We pulled into the driveway. <laughs> It starts raining it and downpouring. Downpoured, yeah. They're, they met us out in the driveway. They're waving us in. We wave. I go to open the door. The door's not open. And I just look over at Ed. <laughs> and I just... And it's the slowest window <laughs> ever. Because yes. the guy's staring at us. Because it's a CO alarm. And then I have to go reach out, unclose it. And I was like, Ed, I'm done today. I'm yeah. done today. I was like, yeah. I can't do this. But yeah, so, I mean, I it's mean, it's that. That's when I challenged him to NASCAR out the window. <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. He's putting, she, again. We're putting part. Yeah, I left part of, yeah, we're left putting, part of we're the story. Cargo off. nets now. Yes. We're not getting glass in the cabs anymore. But it's you know you know you can't get parts. It's, right. That that is nobody's fault. You just oh, I'm not. You just can't I'm not putting fault on anyone. I was I just curious. <laughs> he John usually blames me, and he doesn't so like I, anything we have, so I can never do anything right when it comes to. I like engine twelve, and I like tank eleven. Yeah. Why? Well, I mean, <laughs> well, I mean how many engine problems? 12 pumps. No, I love engine 12. Yeah, I love engine 12. Yeah, I love the old style, like mechanical function. Yeah, I yeah. hate, I'm beginning as I pump more, I hate the electronics. Like, yeah. there's, but it's like 60% of the time it works. Yeah, but when you have someone new and they can just jump out and hit, what, what is it? Is it just, it's not autopilot, but there is a preset. Is it? I think it might even just say preset. You hit the button and it automatically goes. Yeah. I oh, that. on fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I you love can just hit preset. Eleven has the, the same thing, doesn't it? Tank eleven. Uh, it it's might. like the same control panel. But you don't want to get in that habit. Ed. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. but because then but when something does go what, wrong, they don't know what the look hell to do. Look at what we're constantly talking push. about. I'm though, getting. Is that a, we don't have enough people. So I'm if becoming, you have somebody yeah. that doesn't know what they're doing. But they've been signed off. I mean, we don't typically whoa, sign people off whoa. until they can pump either. Yeah. But uh, but know, I just three I'm becoming that grumpy old man where I don't like computers in my apparatus. I want to be able to pull switches and mechanically well, the best operate. Pumping trucks. And of course, I get it. It's going away. <laughs> You're going to be grumpy yeah. for the rest of yeah. your career then, because there's not a damn thing it's going I, anybody away. can do about I know. it. No. It's going away. But I just. For, to me, it seems Engine 12 is more reliable than 14. And 14 is a newer truck, right? That's, that's silly. Like, yeah. Just because it's a mechanical versus... And it's cost, me, it's cost me three times over the last 12 months uh, budgetarily. Engine 14 costs three times as much to keep running as it does Engine 12. Yeah. The one crazy. automated thing that I will say that I love is the uh, automated air primers. Yep. If you guys use those, mm-hmm. I think it's cool. Just leave it on on, and then if it loses a prime, it kicks on by itself. And yeah, yeah. Until it fails. Yeah, but you look at that. I mean, we just had that pumps class last summer, summer before, and that guy was showing the different uh, priming pumps. Yep. With like the uh, the graphite 
pump and all this other stuff and like how the newer ones hold up so much better than the old mechanical ones anyways you know so yeah, it, yeah. i don't I guess what you're saying is probably a failure of like a sensor that right. says when it when it has a prime. Correct. It I hate but. sensors. <laughs> I hate sensors of all types. It, yeah. it, I know when John just... puts the beeps into these episodes, like I hate it when he censors <laughs> us. I'm not putting any beeps yeah. into that. No. Good. If you guys think we should do unedited podcasts, please comment. I think we're John's given up. Yeah, John's given up. He used to spend hours editing this and making it sound so nice, and now he's like, "Well, screw this." Just Ed post talked it. about my bagpipe thing, so I've been recording bagpipes. To edit like a two to three minute song, it takes several days. This is going on an hour and something. There's going to be very little editing. <laughs> Do you understand? Like it's, it takes forever. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> I yeah, well, you yeah. volunteered for it. Yeah. Well, so, actually... Good friend of mine is like, hey, I got to do this school project. Do you mind helping? I was like, absolutely. Oh, I, I good would love friend. to. Yeah. Wow. We're like this, but I'm on top. <laughs> 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 all right, guys. This is episode 15. <laughs> Thank you all year. for listening. And, and the final episode. So, <laughs> hey, happy anniversary. Right? Yeah. We will yeah. see you all next month for our Christmas special where we'll try to record a video again and we'll have Eric in a Santa suit. Happy Have a great day. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving.